0: All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning. It's nearly the end of the week. Here's everything you need to know to end it on a positive note. I'm Alex Matthew and this is the All You Need to Know podcast from Bloomberg Quint. Today is the 14th of December. First of all, in events that you will have to watch today, the Supreme Court is scheduled to pronounce its verdict on pleas seeking a court-monitored probe into India's multi-billion dollar Rafale fighter jet deal with France. On to other big updates, let's start with politics. The Congress has chosen senior leader Kamal Nath as its chief minister in Madhya Pradesh after the party wrested power from the BJP after 13 years. The decision was announced after a long day of meetings in New Delhi between Nath, the other chief ministerial candidate Jyotiraditya Scindia, Sindhya and party president Rahul Gandhi. In news in the banking space, Yes Bank is yet to select a candidate to succeed its chief executive officer Rana Kapoor and will submit a name to the central bank only after the 9th of Jan. The bank shortlisted candidates for the post but will zero in on one in its next board meeting in January, it said in an exchange filing. Bloomberg has reported that India's state-run banks have sought an easing of rules relating to bad loan recognition in a meeting with newly appointed central bank governor Shaktikanta Das that took place yesterday. The heads of seven banks also asked for a liquidity boost for the financial system to help non-bank financiers tide over a cash crunch. An easing of lending curbs on 11 weak state-run banks was also discussed. In other news in the banking space, foreign lender Standard Chartered Bank, which has significant retail operations in India, is downsizing across its retail banking division as more and more customers move online. Bloomberg Quint has reported that the bank will let go of about 200 staff members, mostly in branch banking operations. The Supreme Court yesterday reiterated its order to Reliance Communications in which it had asked the company to pay 550 crore rupees to Ericsson in order to proceed with the Spectrum sale Reliance Jio. And sticking with news on telecom, the Telecom Appellate Tribunal set aside the sectoral regulator's predatory pricing guidelines that placed restrictions on large older carriers but excluded Mukesh Ambani's Reliance Jio Infocom. For all the implications of this, do check out the story on the website. On to international news, ECB Chair Mario Draghi has said that risks to the euro-area economy are worsening, even as he called time on the European Central Bank's flagship deflation fighting tool. The ECB President told reporters in Frankfurt that while risks are still broadly balanced, they are now moving to the downside because of a range of concerns over geopolitics, trade protectionism and market volatility. The significant change in language pushed the euro lower and was reflected in updated economic projections that lowered the immediate outlook for inflation and growth for the area. Draghi's caution underscores a gamble that the ECB is taking by ending its massive monetary support after almost four years of purchases that added 2.6 trillion euros to the institution's balance sheet. In other news, the Huawei affair seems to be getting messier by the day. China confirmed it's questioning a second Canadian citizen, Michael Spavor, who was held in the city of Dandong, near the North Korean border. His detention follows the disappearance of former Canadian diplomat Michael Kovrig, who also ran in the same circle of foreign experts on China's ties with North Korea. Officials in Beijing said the two men are suspected of engaging in activities endangering national security without saying if the cases are linked. All of this has occurred after Canada arrested and then released on bail Huawei CFO Meng Wanzhou in connection with the company's perpetrated breaching of American economic sanctions. And finally, lawmakers in the UK Parliament aren't scheduled to vote on Prime Minister Theresa May's Brexit deal this year, leader of the House of Commons Andrea Leedsom said yesterday. In international markets, US stocks ended mixed, with the S&P 500 ending flat, the Dow ending with gains of about 70 points, and the Nasdaq declining 0.4%. All three early risers in Asia have begun the session with cuts of between 07 and 1.5%. With that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Darshan, how does it look today?
1: Hi Alex, good morning, good morning everyone. Global cues as of now are muted. Even uh, the base metals on the LME ended muted. Uh, It was mixed there also. Lead was down 1.4%. But commodities in China have started higher and crude rallied over 3% overnight. The SGX Nifty is indicating a muted start slightly positive as of now. In terms of stocks that you need to watch out for, Indian Oil Corporation will buy back 3% of the total equity at 149 rupees per share, that is a premium of 9%, and pay an interim dividend of 6.75 per share, implying a dividend yield of 5%. The record date for the buyback and dividend is set at December 25. Reuters reports that Madhassan Sumi is in early stages for a merger for merger talks with its German peer, Leoni, Adani Enterprises defense arm acquires 1.3 crore shares in Alpha Design Technologies for 400 crores the target company belongs to the aerospace and defense industries which, de- which develops and manufactures defense electronics and avionics and some of its customers include the armed forces and isro Dilip Bilcon's arm receives financial closure for its ham project in Madhya Pradesh worth 1004 crore Economic Times reports that the GST Council may look to rationalize a 28% slab and taxes on cement may be cut. So watch out for some of the cement counters. Indian Energy Exchange Board will meet on the 20th of December to consider a buyback. GTL Infra is saying that the company is left only with 389 crores of operational cost due to non-occupied towers. So there is definite amount of stress in the company. ILNFS Investment Managers and Quality will be the company that will be reporting numbers today. Two important bulk deals. DSP Small Cap and Mid Cap Fund sold 17 lakh shares in Ashapura Intimate Fashion. Victory Expedition Emerging Market Fund also sold in 3.6 lakh shares in the company. Max Financial also will be in focus. New York Life Insurance acquired 50 lakh shares in the company. The seller was Max Ventures Holdings city has initiated on ub with a target price of 1550 they say that india's beer industry is extremely nascent and social acceptance is increasing as a consumption driven by socio economic development changes and a lot of brokerages went to the plant visit of jsw steel The key takeaways that the management indicated was the expansion to 13 million ton per annum from 12 million ton per annum is on schedule to be commissioned by March 2020. The management expects minimal impact from the closure of NMDC's Karnataka iron ore mine given the ramp-up of its captive mine and increased statewide mining limit. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website plumberquit.com and click on the All You Need To Know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade.
0: Thanks, Darshan, and thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a lovely day and an even better weekend ahead. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to this show on the IVM Podcast app? On the IBM Podcast app, along with this, we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy. Listen to Cyruses with Cyrus Brocha as the host, listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta, The Scene of the Unseen with Amit Varma, or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself. Check out the IBM Podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy.